Welcome to Life the Mashup, where four college students come together to talk about all things life. Tune in every week for thoughts, opinions, and stories about our boring lives. What's goody? It's your boy, back at it again, Devon, episode 10 of Life the Mashup. Like, everybody give a round of applause real quick. That is 10 ep- Okay, y'all can't make me clap on my own. That's an anniversary right there. That, okay, you know what? Everybody listening to it. Do you know what clap- anniversary means? Yeah, it's like it's annually. It comes around once a year or something like that. So that's not ten episodes. <laughs> Either way, it's a big milestone. You know, some some things don't get to ten. Like I'm pretty sure there's other people. You know what? I tried... did, none of us have introduced ourselves except for you yet. Well, you I'm, I'm trying to make. I did. I did introduce myself. I said this is the one. Mm-hmm. Either way, I'm pretty sure they know us by now. We'll go around real quick and then I'll make my announcement. I'm Devon. I'm Kiara. I'm JP. I'm someone named Angus. Okay, now, either way, now that that's out of the way, all the unimportant people have announced themselves. Can you mute him now? (laughs) (laughs) So, 10 is a, I feel like 10 is a special number. Like, a lot of things creatively. Because our number system is base 10, which makes it special to us. All right, that's not what I was getting at. But, there's a lot of creative babies that get born, and they don't make it to 10 of those things. There's probably podcasts out there that got to episode, I said there's babies that are born. I said there's there's a lot of creative (laughs) babies that are born that don't make it to 10. Yeah. There's a lot of babies out there. You know, they're born <laughs> and they die before 10. But I would, there's probably a lot of podcasts so out there that were started in okay. spring of this year that majority, didn't get to though. 10. What percentage of people oh my God. die We're looking up now how many babies 10. die before 10. A lot. Please tell me it's below half. Uh, Obviously. Or else, like, the population oh, yeah. would be decreasing. Okay, yeah. It's, like, wicked low. It's not even 1%. Yeah. It's like great. to the ten to the well, negative. There was like a time four. where that probably number was probably about so you, half. So you're more you likely know. to die if you're eleven. So be careful if you're. <laughs> I think generally you're more like like oh there's like a, there's well, a slight high like infant mortality and then it's mm-hmm. sort of like bathtub shape and then obviously it gets higher as you get older. Yeah. Yes. But either way, ten is a big milestone. We got ten of these things under our belts. That's ten times we sat in here for an hour and a half to three hours or something like that. Eleven. Doing these because one died. Oh, well, we were not yeah, sitting we had here, the, but... Yeah, the OG, not OG. Episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 11 would have been it if we were able to do the summer episode. But either way, it's a pretty big, big number to me. You know, when we get to 15, when we get to... Well, not 15, but... 15 is not that impressive. Yeah, maybe like 25 and then 50. And then mm-hmm. if we ever hit 100, that would be kind of insane, not going to lie. I'm hoping we hit 365. 365? One for every day of the year? Yeah. So oh, we can just make it through every single day. Like if it's just a bad day, you know. You know what? What what episode is number two hundred and fourteen? Because two hundred fourteen. Once we get to fifty two, there'll be one for every, every week. Every, every week. week of the year. Oh yeah, that is true. You guys will have something to listen to every single week, whether we start making one or whether we keep making one or not. Which brings up a good question: Do you guys see this like going past like even once we graduate? Because I feel like it could. I feel like it'd be interesting because we all want to go in different directions. So the hard, I think the hardest part of it is that I graduate a year before you guys. Yeah. So that there's going to be a whole year where you three are here and I'm off doing whatever the fuck. Wherever the fuck. Wherever the fuck that is. Hopefully in a place that has a population like in a more city. than 20 people per <laughs> square mile. Um so I think, yes, this would probably still be a thing. As long as uh, we just figure out how to format But it. we may yeah. have different topics. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. It won't be more like... Mine's going to be like, evolve. I've worked 80 hours this week, oh. and I have no <laughs> life, and I'm slowly dying. Yeah. Beep. Yeah. 
All right, so beep. <laughs> it was our, our awkward silence. So oh, we had to make so something. You beeped. <laughs> you, so beeped. you beeped. We gotta fill it with you. Oh, we were supposed to clarify. We're now using ooh from JP oh, as our we, sensor noise because we, we never clarified it last time. Are we time. still doing it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I That's thought it was gonna be uh, a one-time, one-time thing. thing. No, no way. Oh. Ooh. All right. Now that we have everything cleared up, our celebration out the way. The sensor is now. Is now revealed. We, weren't we originally planning on just letting them like find that out? I couldn't eventually? remember what we decided on, so I just told them. Yeah, I think right. we, we originally decided that we were just gonna like let them like figure that out. Yeah, we had another idea, but I mean, there's somebody won't just commit to, to quitting the job and be like, "Why is this happening?" I mean, right she now? did commit to quitting the job. She just hasn't commit to staying away. Yeah. yeah. If you ever commit to staying away, our sensor is is. Uh, possibly gonna change again because I feel like that sensor would be a lot better. I, I like it would be sensor. hilarious. Yeah, I don't feel like it's gonna be that funny. I feel like it's funny it's gonna be hilarious. An to inside us. thing to it, but like, yeah. okay. Well, we'll make it an outside thing once you actually like, officially. <laughs> we'll make once I officially, I'm like I'm oh, done. Yes. Yeah. If I figure out another job for the summer, then I'm officially done, and then we can officially use this. Can you work uh, for like the, your current job? Can you do that over the summer? Yeah, I could. Which job? Mm-hmm. Uh, like your role. The not on-campus the on-campus job? one. No, the on-campus one? Mm-hmm. No. You could go back to the hospital, though, right? I That's could, volunteer, though. But that was volunteer. Yeah. I need money. Me I'm too. pretty sure now you could, like, you could you could defend getting, like, a very entry-level job. Like, especially being an EMT, you could definitely do, like, a tech job. You could definitely get a tech job. You could also, you could, there are paid EMT positions. You could be an EMT be paid. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the traffic Assuming lights, you, you can get a lot of money. Uh, the traffic uh, lights? Yeah, you're standing in a traffic light. You oh, let it carry I think he's talking more about, like, insurance fraud. Mm. No, I think you mean panhandling, right? Yeah, yeah, just ask for money. For yeah. Money. He's oh. talking about I thought he was talking about, like, oh. flopping on someone's hood and be like, oh, my ribs. Oh, no, no, no. I thought you meant, like, when, like, you help, like, people, like, cross the street. <laughs> You're going to pay Originally, grandma to cross the street. I thought you meant that, like, where you live, the police pay people to, like, sit and write down the license plate numbers of people who run red lights. <laughs> nah. I would do that job. Already. Fucking so, narc. Now that. Hey, if they paid well. <laughs> Now that we've gotten everything cleared up. Remind me not to commit crimes with you. I said only if they're paying me. They're not. Guys, we have an episode to record. Okay, yeah, oh, we're we have, recording. Like, we have yes, but this is, this is a lot of, this is a heavy topic. Okay. I feel like we're going to have a lot to talk. Like, I, I feel like, like this, I kind of have a big list for y'all to go through. Mm, okay. Okay, then just say it. Go. Here, come on. All right. I'm just waiting on you. How so today's your goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, today's episode. JP, I haven't really spoken to you that much. How I know. Been? How was your day today? All right, well, that's you it for this episode. Peeing. I have my I'm wisdom done. Peeing. I was going to show you guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. You okay. have them here in, yeah. your, in your pocket? <laughs> just carries around his Okay, hold on. You know, there. There so, he Angus got his wisdom teeth taken out tonight? this last weekend, and everybody thought his haircut made his face look fat. No, but it wasn't the haircut. Several people said to me, like, like, tried to ease around the fact that, like, my face looked fatter. And they're like, oh, we thought it was your haircut. And I was like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> okay. I thought it was my main reaction. Point, How many do I'm, you have? There's, you have four, four wisdom teeth. I have three. Why was I expecting two? I don't know. I don't know my main point, so these are the only two that are intact. They're kind of fucking Damn. huge. Those no. are huge. Whoa. You can touch them. They've been cleaned and everything. They're sanitized. That's big. I know. They're huge. <laughs> so part of the reason Just I had one. so much swelling is one of mine was I think too badly impacted where it needed to be cut in half to be removed. Um 
and that's this one, I think. Yeah, this one. So, like, the the cap of the molar and the body itself are separate now. Hmm. And then I had another one. The whole reason I needed to get mine out, like, quickly, it wasn't an emergency procedure, but it was like a, you need to get your wisdom teeth out soon, is one of my wisdom teeth just grew hollow, just didn't develop properly, and that could cause problems. So that one was kind of, like, broken in place. But there was one on my left side that um, had to be, like, basically chiseled out so i had a lot more swelling and a lot more pain on that side and you can see the bruising is more clear on that side it's yeah. it's a yellow bruise it's not like a black and blue but i wanted to show you guys um they're they're kind of fucking enormous or yeah. huge like i never i didn't know the roots went that big like that's pretty huge that's big yeah that is huge okay wow. anyway Devon, what are we talking about this all week? right so this week, check out your day yeah, was good. So my day was good. I found okay. my pin that I so I thought I lost. So for uh, the sorority that I'm rushing, I had to wear a pin. Well, I have to wear the pin, and I thought I lost it, but I found it. So woo. Where was it? Um. So someone, someone else found actually it found it in the hallway, in the hallway and oh. got it back to me. Nice. Was it a summer, uh, part of a sorority or just? It was actually she's an she alum. Learned. So yeah. Oh okay. JP, how was your day? Oh, it was good. So usually Wednesdays are... Are you just doing this now? Yes. <laughs> yes. Usually Wednesdays are pretty busy, but my difficult class got canceled and my quiz got canceled because we just came back from break. So it was pretty chill. Uh, I didn't really do any homework or do any extra work that I should have done. But it was good. It was pretty relaxing. It was good. Angus, how was your day? Um, my day was pretty bland. Uh, I woke up and I went to class. Uh, yeah, I just kind of did classes and homework all day. I didn't do much. Your peaks were a little low. I'm sitting too far away from the microphone because yeah. I leaned back. Oh. I went to class today. The end. Yeah, my day was pretty normal. Yeah, we didn't want to know, though. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, I know. Didn't <laughs> Either way, anybody have any any last-minute remarks? Any concerns? No. I think you should start talking. All right, cool. This week, oh, actually, no. <laughs> on the podcast, because last week we talked about what we talked about failure. failure. So failure. this week we're gonna go back to like, like things that we do, but it's gonna be what we're doing right to set us up for future endeavors. Why we do it and what keeps us going. So, like, I like. In theory, you'd run through the list of the things that you're doing that you feel like are making a difference right now, and then what, how you feel like those things are going to impact you, which is essentially like why you're doing it, and then any motivations or other things that keep you going. So, Kiara, would you like to start us off? Uh, yeah, okay. I attend college because I'm a broke bitch, and someday I hope to not be a broke <laughs> bitch, even though I put myself even more in debt by coming to college. Um, yeah, that's it for me, JP. Devon, do you want to start because you have the picture of this in your head? Because no one else knows what you're talking about. Okay, okay, okay. When I'm talking about what you do, I'm talking about like you're. Yes, you are in college, right? Just, just. Okay, okay. I I set my the. I set the standard. I guess. Uh, Are we putting a time limit or something? Nah. I mean, we have like a okay. whole 50 minutes Yes, left. you have 55 minutes to talk about. <laughs> 55 minutes to myself? We'll be back. Okay. <laughs> so, can use it. Elevator music, start now. What do <laughs> I do? <laughs> so, obviously, 
I'm in college. I'm doing like all my prerequisites in class. Um, and I'm on the like pre-med tracks. So I mean like bio, math and OCHEM and things like that. Um, I'm also doing EMS in the EMT class, which I, uh, so I'm not going to go into what, why that's for, but yet. So I do the EMT class and I'm in the EMS agency, uh, here at our school too. We also, I'm also the treasurer for that agency. Um, I'm currently a resident advisor, uh, for our university. Um, what else do I do? Oh, I also do research in a lab here on our university. And they just started a camera, the webcam, the recording me. <laughs> so those are all the things I do. So now why do I do those, right? Obviously, the pre-med track classes are so that I can get those things out of the way uh, for med school. And that's kind of like the overarching thing for like a lot of the things I do. Like it's all in preparation to hopefully make myself look more attractive to the to the med school. You want to be more attractive. Yeah, I want to look attractive you to the. You need all the help you can get for that. <laughs> Ayo. That's tough. Um, See, because we don't have video, they don't know how ugly. They don't know how really ugly is. I look. They just have to go off my voice. Hope my voice is attractive. They might not even know that he has a goatee. I think we've talked about my beard before in one of the early episodes. We definitely have. They don't know what it looks like. Yeah, Inga says it was a neck beard. Definitely not a neck beard. I mean, I, I shaved yesterday. Next oh. time he cleaned we, it up. Though. Instead of like doing like the shape. life the mashup logo, we could just do the baby face Devon photo. Oh no 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 no! no. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> that can be the episode art for this episode. <laughs> I think that's definitely the episode no, art for sure. No, y'all don't even have to. Pi- oh, y'all do have to. Yeah, pi- yes, you sent all of us the picture. <laughs> that's tough. Um, so that's the classes. Uh, what else I say? Um, EMS. So I'm doing EMS and hopefully gonna become an EMT. So I can get some of those clinical hours, and uh, I don't know if you can really use it as shadowing hours because, like, it's not really shadowing, but it's clinical. Um, you can have EMT like lead to ER tech. Yeah, and then ER tech can, if you can defend it, it could be yeah. shadowing, but it depends on what you did. Um, so mass. I'm doing that. <laughs> I'm doing that so I can get some of that clinical time and get exposed in the medical field because, like. It's helped a lot uh, in the EMT class, like, knowing some of the base, like, terminology from when I did scribing over the summer, um, being a scribe. And so now I kind of want to get a little deeper. <laughs> and, okay, Angus has now taken to Google to search spun baths, and now he has a picture of an old man. You said you wanted a, a new bath. background for the computer, a new home screen. Anyways, hoping to be an EMT and do EMS kind of, like, is that next step forward into, like, the medical field. So, like, so like being a scribe was kind of, like, at the door frame, and now I'm hoping to step into the house, like, through the door frame by becoming an EMT and maybe being a tech over the summer. That leads me deeper into the medical field, and I get, like, have a little bit more knowledge. Um, that's also a lot of the reason why I like the lab that I'm in doing research. Uh we do like biomedical research. So I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast before, but it's about like stem cells and uh, regenerative medicine and specifically looking at the spine. So that's really cool. And last year I learned a lot. It was a good experience doing that and going to the little conference that we have. 
Um, so that's school, EMS, research, being an RA. So I, I don't know if we talked. I know we definitely talked about I being we RAs. We did. But my main motivation to be an RA was really because, like, like Angus was our RA. No, not even that. Angus was our, Angus wasn't my specific RA, but he was the RA that was around the most. Well, so I, I'll preface this: where you guys lived as freshmen, the RA whole thing works a little bit differently. There's a lot less of the concept of this is the RA on my floor because there's not as many RAs as there are floors. So we view it as a little bit more of a like there are. I think for you guys, there's four RAs, there was seven floors, and you just reached out to whoever you're most comfortable talking to or whatever. You know, some more traditional housing has an RA for every floor, and, like, that's your RA. And the other RAs are kind of like, well, if you need your door unlocked, yeah, you can call. But you don't go to them specifically with issues. And then we have some other places here where it's like you have one RA for the whole building. But where you guys lived, there was seven floors, four RAs. So it, I yeah. was – we did it a little more collectively. Yeah. And, I mean, to me, Angus was a lot more available and personable. And we also had mentors on our floor that were, like, upperclassmen that lived in the same area as us who helped us around campus and stuff and just life in general. And they really made me, like, feel welcomed and, like, actually helped me through that first freshman year. So my whole reasoning for wanting to be an RA was to, like, pay that forward to other people and be able to do that for them too because I feel like it was a really good resource and uh like obviously I can't like go around to everybody who is there and hand them hundred dollar bills so yeah, yeah I, you can well I can but it might <laughs> we'll be a little it. like <laughs> like uh, but either way I wanted to to give back to that in the program that we were in um so I mean whatever not hit yet school EMS Research, RA, there was something else. If you went around and gave us $100 bills, I don't know why I felt like looking this up, but that would be a 0.6% pay increase for us. So it's not even, <laughs> it wouldn't be that big of a deal. I mean, I could use $100. But. Um, what else was there? EMS, school, research, RA. Your summer job? No. Things I'm doing right no. now. Okay, I'm trying to help you here, bro. I think I put... EMS, I think I put the EMT class and EMS separately at first, and now they're together. If not, then I don't remember what my other thing was. Dang, I think that's I really everything. Like I, think I don't know, man. Yeah, I think that's everything. But generally, the reason why I do a lot of things I do is to, like, it's very oriented towards putting myself in the best position possible to move forward and to get into med school. But a lot of my motivation. Like, I feel like the foundation of it, right, is obviously, like, I don't want to make my parents, like, upset. So I, I want to make them proud, right? Like, I want my parents to be like, How is that related to this? This is the motivation part. Like, oh, what keeps okay. you going, right? So I want to make my parents proud. But a lot of my motivation, right, comes from, like, like I've ran into a lot of random people. to Like, Kiara and JP know. This is one guy on campus who is just vibrant with happiness bro literally every like, time i've seen him he has like a big smile on his face yes. like he's so i really wish i knew his like, name like i don't i don't know what his name is and i wish i, I, thought, I thought i knew who you guys were talking about and now if you don't know his name then i i really wish that i told myself the last time i saw him that i wasn't gonna let him 
walk away without asking him his name, and then I did it again today and forgot to what ask him his like? name. He's he's like five eight, light skin. He's black, but he's like a little light skin. He's light more like light skin height? than me. Yeah. Okay. He's got waves. He's I usually wearing like a turtleneck skin. or a sweater. And he dresses month. really well. He really dresses I, to the T every day. I have him on in Instagram. Let me find him. Oh, but okay. He is so infectiously just happy and vibrant. And like people like this guy that sounds awful to be around. Well, you're just a buzzkill, Angus. But like people like that who, who are so genuine when they tell you things. Like one day I was going to class and he was like, "Man, have a good day." I was like, "You know what? You too." Because it was just like it felt so good. Or like when I was volunteering at hospice over the summer, there was this lady. We had a like volunteer meeting where all the volunteers came. Oh, it was a luncheon, and we all like came and talked. And there was, was it a good lunch? Uh, was it like it was shit pizza. catered sandwiches? It was pizza. Oh, okay. Um, I feel like whenever we go to our luncheon, they give us those like shitty sandwiches, and I'm like, man, I don't want this catered taco salad sandwich or whatever Dang, it is. You got to be appreciative of it, but God, the voice. I don't crazy. want like an egg salad sandwich. Like, <laughs> you might want to flag it and cut my sneeze. I don't care about your sneeze. Um, okay, but it was like a presentation there, and afterwards, I was waiting for my because I didn't have my license at the point. I was waiting for my parents to come pick me up. And this lady, we started talking about, like, like school and what I was doing. And so genuinely, she told me she was proud of me. It was very, like, like there was, like, an older lady. So it was, like, a grandma, right? Like, like no offense to this lady if she ever hears this. But, like, like she was she was a doctor, too. She was a, a pediatrician because she worked with kids and stuff. And she, like, very genuinely told me, like, she's proud of me and the things I was doing. And I'm very much a, like, I've run off of. Wait, is that somebody you knew or just someone? No. It was okay, just so it was like I don't care if it was strangers like, are proud of me. But it's I'm so genuine sometimes. Like Okay, thanks. Angus, like the most genuine comments and like like I think compliments like, that come from people are sometimes the people that you just don't know. And it's like it's to me it's motivating because it's like you like it's it's a double edged sword, right? Like you don't know me, but what what I've shown you, you truly believe to be good or like you truly believe that i can do i think that I depends do. on the like compliment because i'm proud of you it's not something i expect a stranger to say to me but and like it's unexpected like, oh, and it I felt good i think you're good. a good person then i'm gonna take that from a stranger but if a stranger's like i'm proud of you i'm gonna be like i don't care i don't know you like well to that. me it was like you like i don't care if you're proud of me or not it was like this doctor right who i'm telling like like what i'm doing how i'm trying to prepare like validates that what i'm doing they feel like is good like it's it's valid like they told me they were proud of me for the things that i'm doing and especially like volunteering at hospice too Mm -hmm. like they're validating what i'm doing is good and so see like i've had like strangers be like oh you should be proud of yourself or i bet your mom's really proud of you but like never like a stranger being like i'm proud of you i don't know i feel like a lot of the most genuine comments am i alone in this i feel like a lot of the most genuine comments i've ever gotten were strangers no matter who they are Mm -hmm. one thing i don't like the the phrase like i'm proud of you i'm like okay bro back off i'm I'm (laughs) Um, (laughs) okay bro okay bro back off um swats them away i mean i i don't like praise in general in any form. Well, you don't like any form of like hype. Well, that's not what I'm talking about here, though. Like nah, Angus would be like, no, don't but like tell that's just the job. overarching. Like, <laughs> exactly. He doesn't don't. want that. I don't. 
Well, I like that. Like, I like to know, know. what I'm We're, doing. This is, is the like, mashup part of life. The mashup. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying that's like is that's my why. That's why, why you don't like it. I, I, it makes me uncomfortable. You just don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it. Okay. Like that's my why. Though. I was like, like wondering if there's like some like traumatic story where it's like there was this one time somebody told me good job and it freaked me out. There was <laughs> one time like, someone told me good job and then I immediately got punched really hard in the face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> My Pavlov's dog, like, learning sensibilities, nothing that getting told I'm good is bad. No, it's just – I just don't – like, like I – like, I, there are certain situations where I'm – like, I, I, I can be okay with it. So, like, last year I won um, the Pi Mu Epsilon Award. Um, so, in that case, like, like, I got an email – that was like you won this award. This is the date of the ceremony. You come and like you get your award and everything. And I was like, it was like RSVP with if you bring any friends or family members. And I was like, and then it was like afterward you'll go to the dean's office. You'll pick up your check. It comes with a monetary award. And I was like, mm, I like that. Um, Don't tell me good job, but give me fifty bucks. It was actually a hundred bucks. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, so. Like, that one didn't bother me that much. Or, like, for being an RA, I won the Mark the Writers Award. Uh, in that case, where I can, like, it's like a thing, and they're like, oh, this is what this award symbolizes, and it goes to whatever this person. I walk up, I shake someone's hand, they hand me the award. Maybe we have to turn and look at a camera. I really don't like that part, because, like, I don't want a picture of me with the award, like, being posted on Facebook or some shit. Um but, like, as soon as I get that award, like, I go back to my seat. I'm, like, sitting. So, like, for that award ceremony, it was in a big lecture hall. I sat in the very back row right next to a door. So, like, I was there for the beginning. And then as soon as they had given out all the awards, because I felt like a dick if I went, like, got my award and then left because some people did that. Um, there was this one guy. Oh, my God. And I knew him, too, who literally walked down. Got his award. So I'll, I'll say this and then I'll bleep where it is. This was in oh. – he was sitting up in like the upper part, goes down, gets his award, like grabs it, shakes the guy's hand, and then walks past him out the door, like the main <laughs> door. Doesn't even go back to his seat. So like, I went back to my seat and then I – as soon as they said like uh, now we're going to start with the closing remarks, I got up and I left. Like, I didn't care about that part. But I stayed for everyone to get their awards. But, like, that that doesn't bother me that much. But, like, someone coming up – or, like, when I'm at work and I get a good performance review – Did we flag that? Yeah, we did. Okay. Um, when I'm at work, I get a good performance review. Like, that's fine. But, like, person-to-person praise makes me very uncomfortable. And I don't feel that same kind of discomfort when it's, like, given these factors, we determine you're doing this well with your job performance. Like, that doesn't make me as uncomfortable as, like – so you don't You're like doing to be personable. a really good job. I'm a personable person. Apparently not. When someone's like, I genuinely feel really proud of you right now. And you're like, oh, my God, get away from me. I mean, I don't say, oh, my God, get away from me. But you think it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. In summary, that's my why for a lot of things I do. I like to know that what I'm doing is good. It's helping people because, like, as you guys know, I just, like – like when I die, I want to be known as that guy. So being known, like <laughs> you're thinking about yeah, your death. Okay, so, like, so <laughs> when I die, I want to be known as that guy. Like I want to be that known guy. as like you know who's known as that guy. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh. That might but, have been a little too far. We might need to cut that. In a good way, you know, like like I want to be remembered as a very 
honorable, noble, stand-up guy in whatever community I end up dying in. But not right now, knowing that some people do believe that what I'm doing is, like, working towards that. And, like, they tell me things like they're proud of me and they feel like what I'm doing is right. I don't think so. It gives me motivation. Well, good thing you're not one of those people, JP. Either way, Kira, now that I've laid out the template, what do you – What's your it what do you do? Twenty minutes for Devon to lay out the template and and what keeps okay, you going. Mine's gonna be a lot more simple, um, and maybe it'll be more genuine than the first time around. Uh, so I'm also in the EMT class. I'm also in the EMS agency, and I'm secretary. This is why Kiara and Devon shouldn't sit next to each other. <laughs> I'm also what? a pre-med. <laughs> because anytime we do an around the circle thing, that's about like your life. Like you guys are so similar because you're on such similar tracks. Oh yeah, I'm just cooler. Um, that's just not true. Anyway, I need to get into research. I haven't done it, but I want to next semester start getting into research. I just put way too many things on my plate this semester. Um, I have two on-campus jobs. No one's paying attention to me. Wow. JP and I are both paying attention. Oh, I found out his name. Mikey. Mikey? Mikey? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're going to have to cut this. Who told you? We don't need to cut that. That's like the most generic name in the world. Tim. Like. Tim knows him? Yeah. Matt told me that Tim would know, so that's These why. are all very basic Oh, names. yeah. yeah. So he plays soccer. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, Kiara, soccer. continue. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, everything that I am doing is also just to get me to the track to go to med school. And it's not just because I like expensive things and want to make money. Um, though, that's a nice perk. Um, yeah. I know. I, since I was really young, have always had a desire to help people. Um, and so to be on a path where I eventually get to actually do that part of life is very exciting for me. I don't like how much money I have to pay to do it, though. JP? Yay. Why? Oh, what yeah, keep, well, what keeps why? you going and why? What keeps me going? Well, no, no, start with why. Coffee. Oh, oh, wait, it was... I had the why. It was med school, but right. what keeps you going? What's your, what like, keeps me fuel going? in your tank? The fact that someday people are going to have to dress me as doctor. <laughs> Okay, that's okay. valid. That's valid. Someday she's gonna be working at insert name here hospital. And she's gonna like, pull doctor. up, pull up in not a few years old, but a brand new <laughs> Nissan. <laughs> what? We'll still call you Kiara though. I drive a Nissan Sentra. Are you gonna make Sentra. us call you Doctor? You're gonna Black? be pulling up in the brand You're gonna new make us call you Doctor Black. Twenty thirty five Nissan Sentra. But we nice. can't call you Kiara. I will be. Doctor Black. We Thank can't you. call you but Kiara like, anymore. Your friends. Okay. Really? If you call me Dr. Devon Edmund after, Baker. if you call me Devon after, Dr. D. Edmund like yeah, people who did, people who don't know me before that. No, my friends are still gonna call me Kiara. I'm not but like at work, people are gonna be like. I'm now considering a PhD, you know? so I can't become a doctor before these people. Yeah. <laughs> Let's look at the 2023 Nissan Sentra. Look at that. You're gonna be in this thing, Kiara. Okay, not orange. I don't like it's the color. It's kind of a though. shitty looking car, to be honest. I don't like the way this looks that much. It's a bright orange. That one is okay. No, I want that a McLaren. Nice. Uh, uh, you want a McLaren? I want a McLaren. Those are nice. What kind of McLaren? I don't know. <laughs> nice looking. I want a Rolls Royce Cullinan. Look at see. I want one of these. You're gonna drive this thing to work. How are you gonna Absolutely. see above the wheel? Fuck! I'll sit on like those. Phone those bikes. are like super low ride. I'll get a booster seat. Get a booster seat. <laughs> I rode in my booster seat for a long time. I always found it very comfortable because my mom's seat had the most. My mom's car had the most uncomfortable seats, mm. and the booster seat had yeah. some cushion. I'll t- like the if my like little cousin's nice. uh, booster seat is like in the car, and like I don't feel like moving it, I'll sit in it. I don't care. 
Have we talked about how short I am on this podcast? I'm I think we referenced it, but I don't think we. I don't know if we ever named it specifically. Okay, I'm four eleven and a quarter of an inch. You know, it's bad when she has to mention the quarter. It's important. Yeah, if somebody's ever telling you that, oh, like, down to the quarter of an inch how big something is, no, it's small. Um, JP? Yes, so I'm not in the EMS or nor in the EMT. I am... Nor a pre-med. Nor a pre-med. I am pursuing... But you will be Dr. Sola Thomas because you're going to get a PhD before they can get their MDs. Uh, still, maybe. I don't know. I'm pursuing a bachelor's in mechanical engineering, so it's not pre-med. Very different. That's where the life, the mashup comes in. Um, nice car. Devon's now showing everyone pictures of a Cullinan. I like the Ghost better, but that's okay. I want an SUV. I don't. Mm, I mean, I that would. Makes sense. I feel like we should just get you a bus. But Why? The ghost is pretty big, I don't though. I know. You can be like the, the Wraith is the one with the two doors, right? I don't like the two door. I think the ghost is still four doors. Like, you I need, like, well, like a school um, bus. That's what I see you why? just driving. So, I, <laughs> mm, I guess. So, I'm pursuing a mechanical engineering degree. However, I don't really want to get into, like, um, the automotive industry or aerospace or anything like that. I mean, that's all interesting to me. But what I really want to get into is, like, entertainment uh, with an engineering degree. Jazz so, like, work developing and, and creating experiences for other people with my degree. So, I think that's pretty cool. So, it's everything from, like, theme parks to, like, hotels to, like, casinos to, like, any kind casinos. of themed experience. Disney casinos. Disney casinos. I don't think Disney. Maybe they have. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, any any kind of theme experience. So what I'm doing to achieve that is, uh, as you all may know, I'm currently pursuing my degree. It's my second year. I'm also pursuing a secondary degree at another unknown university in a far, far away state that is, like, a 15-hour drive from here. I'm taking an online certificate course that would be great um, to expand my skills in this industry. Uh, and outside of my academics here in this unknown university, I'm involved in the Society of Hispanic Engineers. I've been involved in it for two years, and it's been a great, or not two years, a year. This is my second year. It's been a great experience because I've gotten the chance to work with, like, the national team learning about like marketing rules and like membership and retention and recruitment. So like really get like the full picture of like everything. Um, I've, I've also been involved in like um, undergraduate uh, engineering teams. Uh, each university has different names for them and different teams, but I'm involved in the underwater robotics team. So we basically build an underwater robot and that's pretty cool. And that aligns pretty much to my major. But I try to balance all my activities so that I don't do everything just all engineering. I try to do some, like, leadership things, some, like, other things more related to my major. I know they are both in their phones. I'm I'm so, so interesting. I'm looking at something really important. I'm oh, sorry. Yes. No, I'm no. trying to find pictures of the colon in the show. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, uh, I'm currently... Um, pledging a fraternity which was something i swore that i would never do however 
it's not a social fraternity, it's a business frat, uh, which I think it's pretty valuable, and that's going, uh, again, to what I said, like, I don't really want to just do engineering things and engineering clubs. I think this business fraternity will really help me build my skills in, like, interviewing and, like, networking and meeting new people. Uh, and it, it has a pretty good, um, how can I say it? It has a pretty good, like, a lot of pretty interesting students that are doing great things here at the university are involved. We get hotel discounts too, right? We get hotel discounts. We get a bunch of things, a bunch of perks. I'm not a brother yet, so I don't get any of those. When I was being recruited to try and join that same fraternity, because I was getting recruited for like the past two full years now, um, they used to always bring up the hotel discounts. And I would always be like, I'm 17. I can't book a hotel room. So your discounts are useless. Please go away. You can't book a hotel room as a 17-year-old? I mean, you can't book it. You cannot check in. Yeah. So most, a lot of hotels require you to be 21 to check in, but it's Wait, up to the really? hotel. Yeah. yeah. Airbnb, yeah. you can check in at 13, though. That's why my girlfriend and I always get Airbnbs when we travel. I mean, still with Airbnb, it's up to the host. When you get an Airbnb, you have to upload a photo of your ID, and if they look at it and you're, like, 14 years old, they can say, no, thank you. But Airbnb, as, like, the corporation, the minimum is 13, and then host can choose anything above that. Okay. So what's your why, JP? My why. So it's for Lourdes. <laughs> <laughs> so I've always really oh, enjoyed <laughs> helping people in general and like making people feel happy. So I think entertainment is like should be a happy ending masseur. <laughs> <laughs> I think entertainment is a great industry cuz you can like really like touch different people in many different ways. You can so, do that as a happy ending masseur, too. Oh, that's <laughs> true. So I was finding somehow, like, a way to use my engineering degree, my very technical degree, into, like, a way where I could, like, touch people in different ways. Not physically, but, like, you know what I mean? Emotionally. Emotionally. Uh, and after... You want to make them happy with your touch. <laughs> And I came, like, I, I was always interested in this industry, like, theme parks, rides, roller coasters, attractions in general. So it was it was great. I started looking more into it. I started reading more. Uh, actually, he just pulled up my website, and there's a lot of professional development I do. I started reading, all, uh, yeah. I started reading a lot. Uh, I read uh, The Ride of a Lifetime from Bob Iger, which was a former CEO of Disney, Dreamy Do It from uh, Marty Sclair. Uh, there's another book from him that was pretty good. Uh, a few, like, other professional development the, I forgot things. you did the Mark Rober course. It was good. It was pretty good. I really enjoyed it. And what I get point? emails like, do you want to do it again? Uh, and I'm really thinking about it because it was great. Uh, uh, but, yeah, I, I try to do a lot of things outside of school and outside of the extracurriculars just to keep learning and stay like up to date i listen a lot to like audiobooks and like podcasts uh some in spanish some in english so yeah i try to to stay posted to stay updated with the news and to keep learning we're gonna do a quick plug for jp because his website is so cool www.juanpablosola.com oh yes so now, what, what's your gas in your tank? What's your motivation? My gas. So. I think that's what he just did. Because I said Lourdes, but apparently it's not that. 
Well, yeah, what my is that? family. What are you saying? So that's the name of my mother. That's his mom's name. Oh, yeah. So my family in general. Uh, but I don't know. I really want to accomplish. So I I I read a book. Uh, it was the, the last lecture, and he the theme of that book and the theme of the lecture in general is achieving my childhood dreams. So I, I'm really trying to focus on that as my goal. Uh, as a child, I didn't have a dream of like working as an Imagineer or like as an engineer in a theme park. But I think like having that mentality is really in- important to me and interesting. So my what was the question again? What's your what keeps what you keeps going? You going? Yeah, what keeps me going? So yeah, having that motivation of and those goals up there, like always looking back at those. I have like for example in my room. I have specific things located in different places in my room. So when I look at those, I remember, like, what I'm working for. So I have, like, a little plague with a quote from Walt Disney. So every time I look at that, I'm like, oh, okay. It's the quote. I can't say it. It's too inappropriate. No, it's, for this podcast. it's a nice quote. I know. It's not inappropriate, I think. I don't think it's inappropriate. Oh. But. And then I have, like, all the books. Um like behind my computer so when i read the when i see the books i remember so i don't know it's pretty it's pretty nice so that's that's my why try to like think back when i was a kid and all the things i was trying to achieve and then now looking at like all this past success i've gotten and like where i am right right now like just keep going and keep working to like achieve those goals you didn't find the quote it wasn't an actual quote. It was like an allegation about Walt Disney doing some uh, unscrupulous things. Oh, unscrupulous? Oh my gosh, have you heard about the Walt Disney has like a frozen head? No. That was one of the things that just came up as What's like myths was that uh, – um, So there's this like conspiracy theory that Walt Disney like had his body frozen. And that it's in Disneyland. And that it's in Disneyland. And That's then actually kind of sick. The okay, unscrupulous, goes, having or showing no moral principles. Yeah, and then the theory there. goes even deeper that, like, they came out with Frozen so that when people, like, Google Walt Disney Frozen, the movie comes up instead of, like, the conspiracy. It's, like, a whole thing. I think it would be sick if you froze his body and put it in Disney Was World. Walt Disney Frozen? See, it's, no. like, a whole thing, they think. But also, he was a Nazi, so. False. Was he? Well, he was a Nazi sympathizer. He was a yeah. Great so when Walt Disney, like when Disney World first opened, Jewish people could not go. Hmm. Anyway, I believe this is alleged. I don't want to be sued. There, by there are charges choosing to be sued. You're, you're going to be sued by the estate of yeah. Walt Disney for slander. This is Maybe alleged. we should cut that out. <laughs> all allegation. I mean, I have pretty different perspectives. To Other Walt people Disney. say these I see things. him as like not. Me. Walt Disney is your hero. Well, not not my hero, but he okay, you're just he made like pretty pretty that. incredible achievements. I don't really know if he was Nazi. I don't. No, if he was frozen in the parks, I'm pretty sure he was not. He was definitely not frozen. He was no, not. No, it's a like, conspiracy There theory. are a lot of disputed both ways allegations yes. about whether yeah. or not he had anti-Semitic beliefs. Yes. And Disney as a company has pretty, like... All alleged. Pretty Please strong don't beliefs. Sue me. Like, some people, like, really support Disney. Some people really hate Disney. That's true. Uh, I'm, like, in between. I think it's a company that, like, definitely, like, revolutionized the industry of entertainment it has done great things it has done great products um i really look 
to the former CEO of the company as a great, like, role model. I think he was great. I think he managed, like, a pretty big company pretty good. Uh, previous CEOs have also worked, like, pretty interesting with the company. So I, I think it's a big company. I look, I look out to, like, learn how a company works because they have had, like, huge acquisitions uh, so, like, uh, Bob Iger talks in his book when he was working with Steve Jobs to uh, acquire Pixar and when he was working with Luke, uh, to acquire Lucasfilms with uh, George Lucas. What? George yeah, Lucasfilms with George Lucas. And when he was working to acquire, like, uh, 20th Century Fox. So he talks about all of that. So, I don't know. I think it's a company this, that this has, unlike, has and that's done great things. And that's a reason that some things. people like and that some people don't like. This is, and this is the very famous, like... Disney ownership yeah. tree. Where you a can lot of see people think it's leading towards a monopoly. Yeah, it, it and, is definitely. Yeah. But like every other company is doing the same thing. If you yeah, look at, yeah, I it, think like, Disney is because they're such a big player that people are like. Well, my favorite one with that. So like a lot of people don't know. So like obviously, famously, the guy who maybe he was disputed didn't actually matter. Whatever, Alexander Graham Bell. Everyone learned was the telephone man. He made the telephone. And there was a company called the Bell Company, and they controlled, like, all the telephone lines in the United States. And then one day, the Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, the, co- the place in the government that says you can't be a monopoly, told them, you need to break into a bunch of different pieces. And those pieces, throughout time, became Sprint, AT&T, Verizon. And now there's a lot of those companies that are merging back together to once again become bigger companies. And, like, in theory, if it got large enough, the SEC could say to Disney, like, hey, you need to break off pieces um, so you don't become too powerful. There's a lot of things that people don't realize. Like, Disney owns GoPro. Hmm. Like, in terms of Disney, like, is that really affecting Disney's monopoly? I, I think the real concern with Disney's monopoly is more in the entertainment industry, especially in the photo and video consumer entertainment. Um, they definitely don't have. I mean, they're they're one of the most definitely one of the most popular theme attraction places in the world, but there's still good competitors to that. Like Six Flags, Universal has a lot of yeah. places now. But in terms of like, uh, like more literal forms of entertainment that we more traditionally think of. They own Lucasfilm, they own Marvel, and the Fox Entertainment Group, and everything that Disney actually owns, Hulu and ESPN. You can see all those on here. Um, yeah, but the pretty big competition for Disney, like, they do make a lot of money in the theme parks, but I think it's more like entertainment and, like, sports, yeah. especially. And, like, an interesting thing that Bob Iger also mentions in the book is, like, how when you acquire a big company... You are not trying to, like, make this company, like, for example, when they acquired Pixar, they didn't want to make Pixar part of Disney. They wanted to, like, make them, like, so it was going to be a, a part of Disney, but there it was still going to function as Pixar. And, like, I think all the other, like, ESPN is Disney, but it still works as ESPN. Like, mm-hmm. Fox is Fox, and it's Disney now, but it, it still has, like, R-rated movies. And that was, like... Some of the big, like, problems and, like, arguments they had when they were acquiring uh, 20th Century Fox. Like, the Simpsons are still the Simpsons, and they are still making episodes. The, the Simpsons? Simpsons. Simpsons. The Simpsons? <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but they are now part of Disney. So, like, I don't know, it's different. And it's definitely, they're, like, definitely buying a lot of things. And it's, I don't know. I remember, like, a I'm lot of gonna jokes being made in, in, like, 2017 when the new Star Wars was going to come out. Yeah. Everyone was like, I can't wait to see Darth Mickey in this one. <laughs> um, but it's true that, and, like, there's a degree. Honestly, like, company, there's a lot of ways to get around it, but there's a degree of government control with this when a company that's as big as something like T-Mobile and a company as big as Sprint say, we want to be the same company now, they spent a lot of time talking with the SEC and showing that that wasn't going to create a monopoly where then they could drive up prices. So there's a degree of government control, and obviously there's ways around it. But if Disney and Universal, like the two biggest names right now, I would say, in entertainment, were like, we're going to be one company, then the SEC would need to take a long, hard look at that before they said, okay, you can. And then there's obviously people that believe that that's not fair. There's a free market if you know if they can do that then they should be allowed to and if it's really a monopoly then a new competitor will come up blah 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 whatever that's one political view you know there's a lot of differentiation on that but angus, i would say that's why a lot of people like tell us me. about yourself my name's angus and i'm an Al- i mean um <laughs> Hi, angus. <laughs> so what do i do well i'm a mathematics and computer science student nerd um, I, I am in the EMT class, but I'm not pre-med. I'm not pre-med in terms of like DPT, DOMD, DC, anything like that. DC? Doctorate of Chiropractics. Um, I'm not any of those pre-meds uh, for sure. I mean, like, why am I here in college? Uh, I wouldn't say oh, that I'm no. super <laughs> broke, but I'm like most college students. Nice. I'm mid-broke. Um, and henceforth, therefore, I would like to be the opposite of that, which is wicked, ballin' rich, um, <laughs> as the youth say. Nope. Uh, being the, well, not the youngest, but definitely not the oldest by far in this room, saying the youth folk. I'm not the oldest. I'm saying you're not. I'm the second oldest. He's the second oldest. Yeah, but he's still JP's generally the young. JP's the baby. JP's the youngest? I thought you were. No. no. JP's like two months younger I than I have Kiara. a month on him. Oh, oh just one? Anyway. Yeah. Um, Which one? You just stacked June on top of his head? <laughs> August on top of September. Da-da. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm a math computer science student. I started out as just math, and like I definitely enjoy that one the most but there's not a whole lot of money options in that there's a lot of options for research and there's some options for industry for sure um and education obviously but computer science is something that i also enjoy and there's a lot more money in that than there is in mathematics weren't you a makey at some point when i first started here i was a makey but that was only for my first my first like semester and a half even before I actually started at Clarkson, I was relatively sure that I wasn't going to keep doing engineering. But I – I mean, so like you guys all know, when we were freshmen, we were effectively listed as undecided for our whole freshman year. And then if you do have a major you're pretty sure on, it's listed as a second major. Um, so I didn't bother dealing with it too much because – between mechanical engineering, which is what I was listed as coming in, and mathematics, the first year is nearly identical. I dropped one engineering class in the spring to take intro to computer science because that's required for mathematics majors, and that's the only change in classes for my first year. So, 
yes, I was different, but I was already pretty sure I didn't want mechanical engineering. Not that there's anything wrong with that, JP. Mm. I know you guys like to sit and play with your Legos. and um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean. You don't like Legos? Yeah. They're expensive, though. They are they expensive. They are expensive. They're anyway. very expensive. Um, I like uh, 3D printing stuff because it's not as expensive and I can do anything. It's less printer. work, though. It's yeah. less... less uh, Let's work. I design everything. It takes me like oh, eighteen well, hours. I guess, yeah, I was yeah, just thinking. I never, I oh, never. here's a thing I can print. Boop. No, no, That's I never do that. Definitely not what it's like at all. I design everything I make from scratch. Anyway, um, I three D printed a ball one time. Like That's just a hard. Sphere. Yeah, it had my name on it. Oh, it mm. wasn't a perfect sphere then. It no, must had lumps. Yeah, it did because it had my name on it. Hmm. I mean, it would have lumps anyway because it build lines. But either way. Um, I'm a computer science student because there's a lot more money in it, and I still enjoy it. It gives me sort of the satisfaction of what I really enjoyed from what I thought I would enjoy about being a mechanical engineer, which is creating things. And, you know, other than constructive proofs in mathematics, um, there's not a lot of creating things in there. And even in computer science, I'm very rarely creating something physical in the world, but you still start from basically nowhere and end up with a thing that does a thing and you can create that um, which is part of what I like about that and that was part of what I liked about mechanical engineering was the actual creating things aspect uh, why do I do it uh, computer science is fun there's Nerd. a lot of money to be found in computer science really I, I really enjoy working in management and I, I mentioned that in the last episode and computer science is a field where there are definitely a lot of opportunities for advancement. There's a lot of places where you can get in as a junior developer or something like that. You can become a senior developer and then a team leader and then a this or that. Um, why do I do the EMT course? Because that's my other – and then the EMS thing on campus – I really enjoy medicine in general. Like, I, I don't really want to do an extra four years of school to become an MD or a DO, and I don't think I would enjoy DPT or uh, OT. I, there's doctoral programs for OT. I think we just don't have one here. Um, I definitely don't want to be a chiropractor. I like cracking my own back, but I don't want to crack <laughs> other people's backs. Um I just really enjoy medicine. My uncle, who is a very large role model for me, started out when he was in college. He was an accounting major, but he was an EMT B, an EMT basic, which is the class we're in. And where he went to school at that time, the levels above that were EMT I and EMT D, which was EMT intermediate, which was allowed to do IVs and a few select other things, and then EMT D, which basically meant EMT defibrillation because automatic defibrillators didn't exist yet. So if someone was getting defib, you needed to be able to read their ECG. Um, that got him into a job uh, that he has basically been like riding that job ever since he graduated college like 30 years ago. Uh, he started working at a software company that uh, I don't mind mentioning the name of because they've been bought out called Iatric Systems that made hospital software, like all across the board hospital software for check-in and billing and all that kind of stuff, one big software. Uh, ended up getting bought out a lot of – there used to be a lot of companies that did that. And then for ease of use across platforms, there's a lot less now. 
There's a lot. There's like you know like the top five like big softwares that a lot of hospitals use instead of like twenty or twenty five. So smaller companies like that, and I say small, it got bought out for something like seventy or eighty million dollars. Um, but you know, it was a small company still. He was the vice president of that company because he had the experience in accounting and the experience in uh, medicine in general. When that company got bought out, he got offered a job within the new parent company, and he's really good at management. So he's been bouncing around basically at different places in that parent company that also do medical software. Um, I would really like to end up in medical software. I think that would be fun because it combines two things that I really enjoy. What keeps me going? I usually have an espresso in the morning. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't have a lot of things that I can look at and be like that. That's what keeps me going. Because for me, I can imagine myself in a lot of different fields that would make me happy. Like staying in EMS and becoming a paramedic, I think I'd still be happy with that. I wouldn't be making as much money as like the vice president of a medical software company. Like obviously that's going to be much higher paying. Um, So – that trait of the fact that I get really into whatever job I have and I really, really invest in that and I always have fun at my job pretty much except when I packed eggs um, <laughs> means that it makes it a little bit harder for me to have things where I can be like this is what I'm working towards. I'm working towards like this big happy thing that I'm so excited for because you know I get my hands cut off. This is a bad example because I couldn't be a paramedic with my hands cut off. You know, something happens um, like the college goes out of business and shuts down and like I can't afford to go to school somewhere else to continue my bachelor's degree and I never get to finish my degree in computer science. I could go be a paramedic and I think I would be happy with that and I can afford probably a paramedic academy. So, I mean, obviously there's good and bad things about that. It means that I usually am able to like whatever job I'm doing, but at the same time, it's hard to stay motivated in this one particular thing because I feel like I could go off and do a million other things and be happy at the same mm-hmm. time. So, sorry to cut you off, but today I I attended like a it was like a TED talk they hosted here. At- oh, mm-hmm. uh, bleep it! And the oh shit! Ooh, a TED talk that they hosted here at the university. And they, so they brought an alumni, uh, I think he was from the class of 01. And he had a very interesting topic. So his topic, I don't remember like the title of the talk. You can probably find it. That's not what I'm looking up. Oh. Um, But basically what he was saying is that, so in order to be successful, you need to figure out what you are going to do, right? And he's, he's thinking it was like, Hard work is usually, like, usually you're told you need to work hard to be successful. But his argument was that hard work is hard work. So you're going to get tired and you're just going to, like, lose focus and lose, like, drive and power to do it because it's just hard. So what he was saying is, like, you need to find your passion and work on your passion because your or not your passion solely sorry your talent so you need to find your talents because your talents like he was saying that everybody's talented in something so if you do your talent you are it's easy for you to do it so he his talent 
was uh, like a computer science. He was a computer science major um, and writing. So he was pretty good at writing. He was a pretty good computer science. However, however, he was pretty good, pretty bad at math. So he said that lame. Yeah, he said that his talent was computer science. So he now has his own company in computer science and everything. But I think it's a very controversial topic, and I wanted to see what you guys think. I have two quick things. One is like a follow up of what I just said. Part of the problem I have is like, so my first job was packing eggs. I found no passion in that. Whatever. Um, but my second job, I I fixed bikes and then I fixed skis. I worked at a bike and ski shop. So during the summer, I did bikes and then I did skis. And in that summer, like my first summer, I learned everything there is to know. And I was super passionate about fixing bikes. And then the same thing happened with skis. And then when I started lifeguarding, I learned everything there was to know about um, lifeguarding protocols. And I became an instructor. And then that same thing now with computer science. But – Something that you were just talking about made me think of in a class that I'm taking right now, uh, we were talking today about survivor bias. And there's the really classic, fun story of uh, – I don't know why I said fun. It's a really classic story. Most people have heard it at some point of like during World War II, uh, planes were coming back to England and they saw like, oh, man, all these planes keep coming back with bullet holes on like the wings and the tail we need to put more armor on the wings and the tail, and then more planes will come back. They'll come back survive. We won't lose as many planes when they come back from bombing attacks. Like British were bombing other people, not the British getting bombed. Um, and they did it, and their numbers changed basically insignificantly, changed nothing at all. So they actually had a mathematician come in, and he said, well, you should put armor in the places where the planes that are coming back are perfectly fine because – if they're getting shot on the wings and the tail and they're coming back, then those are areas that are sufficiently armored. But if there's not very many planes coming back with shots, you know, obviously directly at the engine is bad. But if there's, you know, not a lot of planes coming back with shots on the belly, that probably means that planes are getting shot on the belly and they're going down. So you need to be putting more armor there, the places where the planes coming back, the survivors don't have damage. And one of the examples that went along with that was – Take like the there's a big old bug on the door to the podcast room. Oh, damn. Um, take like the this set of you know uh, of like business folk. There's a big chunk of them who put in a moderate risk or like a moderate to high risk. They worked hard and they got a good reward out of it. And now you know they're upper middle class. They got a four bedroom house in the burbs. Good for you. Um, and then there's this other set of people that went super hard, all out. They invested $10 million in GameStop right before it got shorted. Or I should just say they invested you know, $100,000 in GameStop, their entire life savings. There's going to be a really small percentage of those people that did that right before GameStop got shorted, made a bajagunchiness of money. I don't know what word that was. Made a ton of money off of that, and they're going to go on and write books about why you should take your life savings and just throw it randomly out of stock and hope for the best. And then there's going to be the other 99% of people that invested their life savings into GameStop at any other time and had like basically no gain or some amount of loss or just basically nothing. And that whole group is going to be ignored because they're not going to go write a book about how they invested their life savings into GameStop and then had a 0.006% increase in their value. So like is putting in like just like an insanely hard 
amount of work, will it always lead or like like taking the biggest risk? Like maybe you'll be Mark Cuban. Maybe you'll make the biggest website in the world, sell it for I forget it was like two billion dollars, buy a basketball team that then makes you like a gajillion more dollars and become this huge influencer guy. Or maybe you'll spend a ton of money, create this website, no one will ever use it, it'll go out of business and you'll be sad and you can go be an accountant. So like I think survivor bias, we think of it obviously in a certain way when we use the term survivor bias. But I think in this conversation it's really applicable to that situation of like, you know, just putting in a, a huge amount of work does not guarantee success. There's a degree of like what you were saying that your work needs to be good. Like you need to be passionate about your work. If it's just really hard work and it doesn't mean anything to you, then it's not going to be that good. And then there's always going to be, unfortunately, a degree of luck. There, there's no perfect formula. But I one time had a teacher tell me to um, do what I was good at, not what I loved. And I don't, I don't agree with that. I think yeah. I have a very, maybe, I don't know if it's as hot, but I don't agree with the do what you're Go that. passionate Go what you're about, about, do what you have a natural talent in. I'm very much like a proponent for do something that's kind of in the middle ground that you can bear with. That is like for all intents and purposes, maybe this is the wrong word, but safe, right? You're Chandler. Huh? And y'all watch Friends. She knows what I'm talking I about. I the reference, yeah. Do something that you can bear to do that is going to be – that's going to give you a solid foundation and use that foundation – to fuel your other passions and things like that. If I have a nine to five that I maybe it's not it's not making music, maybe it's not a day trade job or whatever, but I'm working like a nine to five as an engineer and I like it, but it's not the best like it's, it's, I could think of other ways to spend my day, but taking that money or taking the like the the things that I get from working that nine to five as like my foundation and then being able to like buy all the, the music, like, uh, like my dad, he's got like a whole bunch of DJ stuff, but his foundation is being in the army, right? Like that's his job that he could think of better things to do. He loves it, but he uses it to fuel other passions, like doing radio, doing music and things like that. So I don't think because a lot of our passions, right? Like, some kid can say that he wants to play basketball for the rest of his life. He's really passionate about basketball. But if we sit down and, like, yes, there are possibilities of you getting into the NBA. But while they're, while you're not in the NBA or even before you go to the NBA, if you have a draft like, like Mark Cuban says, I will draft you, then have something for when you Mark. get out. Or have something for when you go in as a rookie and you have an unbelievably crazy ankle break that you have to fall back on and is your foundation. Well, so I that think when you what get out, you're, you're not just like out of luck. Like you sort of corrected what you were saying before you said do something safe. But I think really what you meant is what you said at the very end is having a fallback plan. Right. Yeah. You want to plan. Yeah. Doing something like safe something, implies Don't like, put all your eggs in one basket. Go be that an accountant. And if your life sucks, well, you know, at least you can afford food. Move on with your life sucking. I think, though, in a way, I kind of – I here's how I see it. I never want, like, things that, like, I have as a hobby to ever be 
my job. So I mean, like, well, what are your hobbies? I, you wouldn't like love reading? to read and get paid for no, it. No, because I so like I would never do something in the publishing world because I love to read and I would never want that to start feeling like something I have to do. I read for fun. I read to enjoy it. That's a good point. Right. I don't ever want there to be a day where I'm like I don't want to pick up a book because that's what I have to do every day for my nine to five. I love medicine. I I, I love that. I want to be a doctor really badly, but I I'm okay with that being my job and I'm okay with the fact that I can. That Put thing that flies. Down? Yeah. Yo. <laughs> that, that, I, I think that's a good point. Right. Um, so which is why I – which is what I thought you were kind of saying. But at the end, it was just have a plan B. I – like I said, I had a teacher that one time told me to always – to do something that you were good at and not something that you loved. I don't think that's okay because I think that your life and what you're working at should have a – like you should care about what you're doing and not just I'm doing this because I'm really good at it and that yeah. you love it and that like there's passion. In I that. think that's yeah, how sorry. I was Can you get that thing? No. I think what that's how I felt that the that the presentation or the TED talk was today about. Uh, I think crunch. it was like he was trying to say like you need to go with what your talent what your talents are, know what you really love. And I asked him, I'm like, what if you really like and enjoy doing something, but you are not like gifted? You know, like you don't have that talent you were not born you like to draw but you only know how to draw stick man <laughs> right so like if you practice you, you you'll get good at drawing at some point hopefully. right hopefully maybe if you really enjoy it maybe not drawing but maybe like engineering like right if you like building things if you practice your engineering enough you'll get good at it or i don't know maybe like maybe i think drawing i, I don't i think drawing was like, a better yeah. example yeah, you, you work hard to to learn and you really enjoy drawing because you really enjoy, like for me, I really enjoy making a design and then being able to like manufacture and see my design and then have it in my hands and be like, oh, wow, I worked building this and now I have it in my hands. Like, I, I don't think I would say that's a talent I have because that's something I've been putting time into learning. And yes, I be, I've been becoming better at, but like. A talent can be evolved, though. Yeah, but he said, he, he said like, because somebody asked, like, ca- can I work on a talent? And he's like, well, yes, but, like, usually a talent is something you have. But I was like, mm, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. I, I don't know that. what you mean with this. Like, you can learn something. And, like, two years ago, I didn't know how to model 3D things, right? But I, after putting time and effort, like, now I know how to use a few different softwares, and now I can do it. And I think I have, like, a pretty good level where if you give me, like, a shape or, like, anything, like, I could probably give, like, a good, like, model of it. Yeah. And I think making a movie a strip. (laughs) One of the things that I, like, specifically about the presenter that you're talking about, like, is he now saying that natural talent is somehow higher on a pedestal than, than developed skill? Yeah, so what what I what I got from the talk was that your natural talent was so he so his example was like I think it was conviction. Conviction was the name of the talk. Mm-hmm. So you're in your house, you need to mow the lawn, right? You're gonna go mow the lawn and if you work hard, you're still gonna mow the lawn, right? And you cannot be talented at mowing the lawn. Like Why not? it's because it's just mowing the lawn. You just either drive the zero turn or just... Well, I mean, like, I mean I some people don't know how to really mow the lawn. Mowing the right. lawn. But, like, you can be good or you can be better at, like, understanding how the grass bends after you drive over it. And, like, it has some, like, science behind it, right? 
So I think the example he gave was maybe a little bit vague in that sense, but like that was the example he gave in the talk. But like, I think you you don't come here with like, oh, you are this talent, you are gonna be good at math and you are gonna be good at science, and that's the only thing you can do. You know how to play the piano, you don't. If you try to learn, you won't be able because that's not your talent. You may be able to play the drums. So I, yeah. I don't know. I think it was like I think it was a pretty controver- controversial thing. Uh, but I think what Kara said was I, I think that makes that makes pretty that makes sense. That's pretty good. All right, we're at an hour and fourteen. So you want to wrap it up, Devon? Yep, that's episode <clears throat> ten for us. Ten episodes in. Hopefully, coming back for eleven. Hopefully, we will be here, <laughs> we'll be here next week. Yeah, we'll be here next week as long as everything goes good. No falling outs. No sudden death. Are you planning on like starting an argument after the podcast? Yeah, you know what? Actually, this is my last. No, I'm playing. <laughs> All right. Actually, so, earlier tonight, Devon said that he wanted Kiara kick, to go. Oh, yeah, he was trying to kick me out. <laughs> but I told him that JP and I wanted Kiara, so that meant that he had. You're to go speaking if he for didn't JP. Want Kiara. JP, how do you feel about? Kiara? I have a. Oh yeah, I feel good about Kiara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a prospective so guest for next week. Who? Oh, a guest! Yeah. You want to do our first guest? Okay, we'll Who? talk. We'll talk about it. We'll, 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 we'll do, do book later. club next week. Yeah, though. next week is that book is club. True. Oh, oh, that's yeah. Cool. Y'all better read your books. He's reading. He's reading. I got Wait, like a hundred and something pages. I'll, I'll tell you afterwards. We'll, okay. we'll talk afterwards. I mean, it's gonna be a pro- surprise. You probably know, but but it's right. gonna be a surprise. Alrighty, so everybody, that's episode ten. We'll see you guys next week on Devon. Or no, no, no. Why am I doing that? That's the beginning. All right, all right. Goodbye. Peace out. <laughs> Bye. See ya. Oh, oh, no, I don't say see ya. That's not how that works. Uh, JP, say adios because you're Mexican. Adios, amigos. <laughs> <laughs>